You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan. 902 here on your Sunday morning. Welcome into Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad and Joe with you until 11 o'clock today. Um, it's a very, very difficult time, I feel like, to be a sports radio host today. And I came in today and I was trying to figure out the best way to approach this. And by this, I mean uh, the killing of George Floyd and the riots and the fires and the protests and the cop stuff and everything. And um, I wanted to talk about it and I knew that we had to talk about it. And I wanted to give Rashad a chance to use the platform to share his thoughts, considering he is the only person of color who is uh, has a microphone here at the station. So I wanted to give him that chance. Of course, and I, I assume that you'd like to take that chance. Um, but I guess the 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 only way I, I figured would be okay to start this in my mind is by simply saying I do not understand what you are going through, Rashad. Um, but I support you, and I support anybody who is is out there protesting and trying to make this country better. Because clearly what happened was wrong. Clearly what happened was the straw that broke the camel's back in a system that has been like this forever, basically. And we thought was getting better and maybe is getting better in some way, shape, or form. But generally is the same. And I I can't pretend that I understand because I'm a 30-year-old white man. <laughs> and I've been... I've, I've been I guess blessed, fortunate that I don't have to deal with this, but uh, I know that a lot of people can't say that. And so I don't understand. I'll probably never understand, but I do support you and anybody out there who is fighting the good fight because uh, it's needed right now. So that's, that's kind of how I wanted to start it. I don't, I want to just kind of open the floor for you. You were pretty emotional coming in this morning and I just kind of want to let you let you take the floor shot and talk about it. We will we do have some sports on the show today. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to get to the NHL coming back and the NBA coming back and the dates and the plans and you know some normalcy there. But uh, look, we can't ignore what's been happening in the last few days. We can't. And Portland's been um, one of the cities that's been looted and rioted and on fire 
along with Atlanta and Minneapolis and LA and San Jose and Chicago and countless other cities across the country. So uh, we got to talk about it. We got to start there. And, um, you know, the floor is yours, whatever you want to say. Oh, man. Um, you know, coming in today, like you said, Lynch, I was, it's pretty emotional, man. And I'm, I'm, I still, I still am, um, you know, watching my city burn uh, has been tough to see. Man, just dating back to just Friday night and watching the things that went on and the places that got broken into and the places that were vandalized and all those things. It just, it just, it made me, it's all, it all came to a boiling point and it all boiled over. And I, it was just, I don't want to say it was a matter of time, but, you know, not to get too quotey, um, riot is a language of the unheard. And that's not me. That's Martin Luther King, like the most peaceful person next to Gandhi, you know, of all time. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, even now I'm kind of, kind of shaking. I'm kind of just because, um, Man, it's, it's this is this is tough, and it's tough because um, I'm tired. Uh, I'm tired of seeing people that look like me. Um, let's let's just be honest. Executed on TV, on social media, and instead of everyone, especially our leaders, being um, empathetic and sympathetic to the situation. Um, Instead, they want to greet it with force, more force. Like they don't understand. Like this, it'd be different if this were the first time. And let's just be let's just be clear. Let me let me be clear with this. If there's something that happens right now that endangers my life, your life, Joe's life, I'm calling the police. Why? Because that's what we're supposed to do. We've been we've been trained since we were kids. When things go wrong, call them because they are the ones that are supposed to protect us. But what if they don't protect us? Because as a black man, I don't feel protected. It's already frustrating enough and scary enough when you see those flashing lights on the side of you or you're about to get pulled over. But for me, when I'm about to get pulled over, it's a different feeling because I honestly don't know what may happen. And there have been officers that have been incredibly nice, like, why are you so nervous? Like, it's okay, calm down. But even they understand why the nerves are there and where they come from. I'm not sure if people understand what being black in America really means. And to be black in America, you love America, you love the freedom and the opportunity that it comes with, and you love the freedom and opportunity that comes with being an American. Like, that's an amazing thing, to go where you want and do what you want and live how you want to. People need to, but people, I, I realize that that's real shaky. You know, we start with something like we've been trained since the, we were kids to say the Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance ends with liberty and justice for all. That doesn't seem to be the case all the time. I'm not sure that's ever been the case. It's. I'm not sure about you, Joe. And I'm not sure about when you had to have some, because our kids are about the same age. Um, I'm not sure what conversations you've had to have with your son just yet. But this past Thursday, I had to have a conversation with my son about what was happening. Because he saw the starts of the riots with his mom. And when he came home, he just had so many questions. Why? What's going on? And I had to have the most difficult conversation with my eight-year-old son that I ever thought. When I should be talking to him about the birds and the bees at this point, when I should be talking to him about other things that he's probably curious about, instead, I had to talk to him about why the city of Minnesota or the, uh, Minnesota was burning right then, right then. 
I had to talk to him last night or fr- uh, Friday about what was happening there. I had to talk to him about, man, make, when you talk to the police and when you encounter people, this is how you do things. This is how you conduct yourself. This is the way you're supposed to respond. And it made me sad, and it still makes me sad, that as much great information as I give my son about how to conduct himself with the police, how to be respectful, how to respond, none of it will matter at, at a point. There's going to be a point where he's going to encounter a racist police officer around here. It's unfortunate, but we live in Portland, Oregon, y'all. Let's just go ahead and be honest with each other. There is going to be a point where he encounters one. And if not here in Portland, then somewhere abroad. He's going to need to know how to carry himself. But more than that, there's going to be a point where he's approached with racism. from Not just police, but from other people. How are you going to respond to that, son? I'll be honest, it wasn't something I was prepared to do. It wasn't something I was ready for, that wasn't ready for the emotions. I wasn't ready for all the questions that my smart little dude has at that point. And it just goes back into the fact that, man, I'm just, I'm scared. I'm tired. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. For two days, I watched the city that I love and respect and gave me so much burn and break and be broken. And that's not the way we want to do stuff, but it's hard for me to argue with why they're doing it. It's not like none of us in here understand why it's not why it's happening right now. Joe put up a brilliant post, and I wanted to say, man, shout out to you, Joe, for the post you put up on Facebook yesterday. It was it was brilliant. It was poignant, and I respect you. You respect the, respect the hell out of you for your stance. Man, Lynch, you're again somebody that I know that <clears throat> you keep saying you, you don't understand how it how it feels, but you can at least empathize. And that's what we need from everybody right now. If we're going to get through this, man, it's, it's, it's going to take us doing this together. And I'm sorry, I almost cursed. But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take us, man, coming together and, and hearing each other. And understanding that, man, just because I'm black, man, I'm not violent, bro. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not uneducated. I'm not unemployed. I'm not any of those things, man. That's a, that's a small minority of of the culture of us, just like every white person isn't a, a mass murderer or a, a, a pedophile or whatever. That's that's a small, small group of the race. So, man, we gotta, we have to do better. Um, I'm looking at you, White House. I'm looking at you, lawmakers. Um, we gotta do better by by people that the disenfranchised. You know, the, the black and brown people of this country, again, they're starting to come up in numbers. And you, uh, uh, it would be smart of people to be on that side, you know, once the revolution comes. And hopefully it never comes. But it looks like we're in the thick of it right now. And, um, man, I'm just uh, I, I'm praying for everybody. Hopefully everybody is staying safe. Hopefully everybody's staying smart. And man, hopefully everybody can see past you know, our skin color and everything else. And let's just, let's just try to, man, live as Americans, whatever that means. <laughs> well, well said. Um, I'm sorry that you had to do that with your son. Uh, I mean, I guess it was important, but I'm sorry that you had to do it at this point. Um, I will say, if you are out there as part of the protest, as part of what's happening, just put some thought into what you're doing because uh, 
I understand the anger and I understand the frustration and I understand all that stuff, but don't destroy other people's businesses, man. Don't, don't go and, and, and just burn down buildings or break through windows because you're angry and you want to, um, direct that in the right direction. And if you're not down, if you're not, if you're just there to cause problems, man, stay home. Yeah. That was, these are supposed to be peaceful protests. And man, they start peaceful. Riots. Stay home. If you know you're coming with the bull and you know you're coming just for ruckus and the cause problems, this is not what this is for. Don't take this time for, to, to fill your own personal agenda. Stay at home. But you knew that was going to happen. Of course, because that's what people want to do. But listen, don't ruin it for the people that were there peacefully trying to get something done peacefully. Right. Because Stay then those home. people are going to be tied to the negative. You know, the people who are trying to be peaceful, the people who are trying to. Y'all had me in the house the at right 8 thing. o'clock last night, man. Stay in the house. If you know you're going out there to do dirt, man, just stay at home. It started off on Friday pretty peaceful, too. I saw pictures. People were in a park. They had signs. There was people speaking. It was it was very peaceful. And then, There's of course, one. It, it just went downhill from there. Um, just understand something. I, I saw, I think this was out of Atlanta. It's kind of hard to keep it all together. I've been following along with all the videos. Is that businesses that were owned and run by African Americans were destroyed as part of the riots, which is to me the antithesis of what you're trying to accomplish, right? You want everybody to be equal and have a chance to succeed, and you're damaging businesses, and it's not. Just people who are businesses that are run by black people. It's businesses that are run by anybody. Independent businesses. You're destroying them and their livelihood for what? They didn't do this, right? So, yes, you're angry. And, yes, it gets, you know, people get instigated and just kind of keeps going and going and going. But just if you're out there, I support you. Please go out there. Be part of the protest. But think about it. Don't don't get fed into the BS of that. Don't allow yourself to to have someone instigate you into doing that because that's not helping anybody. It's just making pretty pictures for everybody to hate you by. And that's not the purpose of this. No. Um, okay. There is sports to get to today, but I did want to start with that. It is where we are as a country, as a city. It's what's happening it right happen now in our backyard, man. So it's um, being pretty silly not to talk. About no, of course. And, and maybe there's more to get to at some point with this. Um, but, I don't want to spend the entire first hour in the show on it. So, and there was some good sports news this weekend or this week. There was the discussion of the return of the NHL and the NBA and more European soccer leagues are coming back. And, you know, the MLB is a different story, which we'll get to as well. But the, the leagues may be coming back soon. Plus, although this may change now, I mean, most of Oregon is back to being in phase one starting tomorrow. Washington County opens and then Multnomah County is the last one. They said June 12th, although now with all the people can, uh, gathering together, I wonder what's that done for the virus because we've all forgotten about that. Let's not forget about that too. Please be safe. Um, it, there's a, there, we need some positivity and maybe sports coming back will be some positivity. Granted, it's in a couple of months, but you know, we'll talk about that next. This is Sports Sunday on 10 to the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine nineteen here on your Sunday morning. If you're just joining us, make sure you listen to the first segment of the podcast. I think it's very important uh, when the podcast goes up. 
Uh, we do want to get to some sports here, though. And I want to start with the NBA as, as the discussion this week was based around Damian Lillard's comments as he came out and said that if the NBA came back and wanted to play a couple of meaningless end of regular season games, he would not play. He said, and you can put that in there. He's talking to Chris Haynes, former Blazers beat reporter now with Yahoo Sports, risen up the ranks of NBA reporters. Um, <clears throat> good for Chris, by the way. He's a great dude. Uh, he said, put it in there. I'm not going to play if they make us come back and play. I'll be with the team, but I'm going to be sitting on the bench. And I think most people here supported that and understood that, although there was some national blowback as he and Dan Orlovsky, of all people, went back and forth about it because Orlovsky called him an entitled and spoiled brat on TV because of that. Um, but the NBA did come out with uh, most of their plan, which is they're going to play in Orlando, Disney World. They're going to put all the teams there together in a in a quarantine bubble, a safe bubble. And they're deciding between a playoff-only 16 teams or maybe 20 teams, which would include the Blazers because they put the four teams in the West that were still in it. Um, which would be the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs, um, is maybe like in a little play-in kind of round-robin kind of thing, or they would just be part of the playoffs in general. And they said that they are targeting July 31st as a return date. So it sounds like they're going to ignore the end of the regular season. It sounds like it's going to be some form of playoffs with at least the 16 playoff teams and maybe a couple of more. And they're going to try to get it done in a couple of months. So that's good news, right? Yeah. Unless anything changes that in the, in the near future. I mean, that seems pretty positive to me. I mean, you, we, we knew stuff would be back eventually. Um, here's the good thing, though. Uh, for a July 31st start date, we're talking, we're talking basketball in the summer, bro. Like, that's an awesome idea. And it might make up at least a little bit, Lynch, for baseball not starting, you know, and maybe not having any start in mind for the near future. So basketball coming back, at least for a few weeks, you know, could be a good thing through the rest of the summer. You're talking July 31st through what, let's say October, you know, if you're talking about a playoff kind of setting, depending on how they want to do that with playing games or whatever, maybe middle of October, that's, that's not bad, you know? So I think that would be super cool. I'm excited just about the, the prospect of it coming back Yeah, and having something Live to watch. I can't tell you how many old games I've I've watched and rewatched uh, since it's been gone. But I love the idea of bringing just the the playoff teams in. Again, the play in games, like okay, I mean, it could add a cool element to the playoffs and and everything. Like I mean, and who knows? Once we get back to the actual season, the way it's supposed to go, maybe playing games are just a part of what they decide to do, you know, as far as the playoffs and everything, which could be, which could be something really cool. You know, sometimes out of these really um, unfortunate events, man, we'll get something, something cool. For instance, XFL was unfortunate in itself, but out of the XFL, the NFL was able to pull a lot of their little production things to make their product look a little bit better. Yeah. So uh, you take something like this and the NBA they're experimenting might... with that sky judge thing where exactly. they can communicate with the refs on the field. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's just something that XFL bought that everybody else like, huh, that might not be a bad idea. So you see the idea of a playing game. It worked for baseball. Like that's for, for major league baseball, those that playing game is, I'm, and you know, much better than I, than I do. I'm sure those are some of the highest rated games that you have because that's the first, you know, 
It's and it's like, that's a one and done type thing. I right? think you'd be surprised, but uh, because sometimes the teams that end are not exactly they the most popular. Suck, yeah. Well, they don't suck, but they're you know they're we, the we've Yan- seen like if you're not the Yankees or the Red Sox. Well, hey, the Yankees have been in it multiple times, so I'm sure those have, have rated well. I mean, they're very exciting. They're very stressful uh, if, you're, if your team is in it, but they're very exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even consider that. I could certainly see this idea creating momentum for some some sort of change with the NBA playoff structure moving forward. I don't know if that's what they want to do. I mean, already 16 teams make the playoffs in the NBA. I mean, half, lot, half the league makes the, the playoffs in the NBA, but... Um, I I could see that being an interesting kind of thing. Or maybe instead of like uh, when the season's over, it's over, there's like a little mini tournament between teams 9, 10, and 11 or something like that. And 8, eight 9, and 10 or so, I don't know, something like that. And you could figure out the way it would work maybe if, the they're, play, if they're close enough. I don't know. Maybe the playing game should be for those, you know, uh, seventh and eighth spots. You know, especially if you're in the in the Eastern Conference, like those seven, eight spots are usually like, you're a, you're a 35 win team. Yeah. 40 win, maybe a 40 win team. Well, to be fair, that's kind of how it is right now in the West, too. Because I mean, the yeah, Grizzlies are, were not very good in the eight seed. The Grizzlies are not. And the Blazers, and I think that's why Dame is like, yeah, I don't want to go to the playoffs. We we weren't good in the season. Although the time off for the Blazers, I mean. Well, guess who's coming back? Nurk and Collins are both healthy. Go. There you go. But I mean, I don't, I'm curious if the NBA will put any type of restrictions on okay this was your roster going into this part this is what you'll continue with because if you add everybody that was missing from the blazers to their roster you're talking a playoff team you're talking a a one through four seed Mm. you know with everybody on the blazers roster with a healthy damian lillard and a healthy nurkic you're talking a playoff team i'll give you that i think you're talking a one two three four seed i well Maybe not the one seed because of the because of the Lakers <laughs> and the Clippers, but, probably the two seed. But yeah, but yeah, I could definitely see the the Blazers as being fully healthy. I think they're the fourth best team. In the uh, they're definitely a playoff team. I won't go as far as to say a top four seed, but uh, yeah, I mean that's what Lillard said too. He goes, "I'm I'm all in favor of a playing kind of thing because I think we'd win because we have Nurk and Collins back. I mean, you're gonna face." Uh, the Pelicans and Zion, and you'd face the, the Grizzlies, and you'd face the Kings, who suck, and the Spurs aren't very good this year. I mean, you'd have a chance to win that, and then make it into the real, real game if that's the, or the real dance if that's how it's going to go. So, I mean, I'd be excited about that as a Blazer fan. You get to see Nurk back, you get to see Collins back together on the court, you get to see what the team was supposed to look like. Um, honestly, even if those guys were still hurt, and in some way, shape, or form, the Blazers were involved, I mean, God. You just get to watch your team again, which oh, yeah. would be so strange after months of just turning it off in, in in a weird in a weird kind of circumstance. But just being able to turn on the TV and have a, a Blazer game to watch, it would be it would be very nice. It's been it's been a while. It feels like I mean, it's been what, like nine, a little over three months now, a little over two and a half months. Something yes. Like that, since we haven't had like mid March, March 12th, right? Something like March, that. March, March, right around there. So, yeah, you're talking you know, almost three months now of no basketball or no, no more than that, no sports, no event, no reason to no sports bar to go to, no anything to watch. Sports Center, I'm surprised ESPN is still in business because they, I can't even watch Sports Center. There's nothing on there to watch. Like, and usually right around this time, it's like, you know, it's getting close to the dog days. And so there's not a whole lot on anyway. And so this is when they start doing their Mount Rushmore of of baseball and who's who the four greatest athletes of all time. That's when they start doing that stuff. Uh, no, they are continuing to to play baseball games that are very important, Rashad. Are they very important? 
Which game are they playing? That all of them. Oh, okay. Well, all yeah. of them are important. Okay. Well, according to Lynch, all of them, all the baseball games are important. I disagree. <laughs> I think only a few of them are important. But uh, it's it's. I would love to see just any sport come back. You know, we're watching soccer now. I assume this is live. It is live. So this is cool. This this is this reminds me of just coming into the show any normal day and being able to turn on. We always have soccer on. Like, there's golf tournaments and everything, but soccer is the one thing that's always on in here. Most because I like it. I know. And I don't like golf. <laughs> I know. I mean, would you rather me put golf on? Well, is Tiger playing? No, I don't then think so. Then no. Oh, okay. Then probably not. Yeah. See, because you can watch this on mute and look up and see some cool plays every once in a while. It's fine. But, you yeah, know, soccer's back in, in Germany, and the other leagues are, are, are announcing their dates to return as well. So, I mean... I don't. I, I hope that we're not being foolish about this. It seems like we're trying to be as smart as we can, but part of me is thinking, you know, the money is is ruling the day here, and these these leagues and teams are petrified of all the money they're losing, and they're just like, we just got to get back, we just got to get back. So I hope that we're still doing this in a safe way, and it's not going to cause any sort of issues. Listen, but. man. Me and Joe talked about this last week, and shout out to Joe for doing such a great job last week during the show. Absolutely. I was no Mike Lynch, but I did my best. He was close, man. That that tenor, that tenor voice of yours, man, filled in <laughs> filled in nice in replacement of Lynch. But the one thing we were talking about is uh the NBA, all these teams, if especially if you have a TV deal, which I think most of them do, 70 is the magic number. They have to get 70 games. They have to fill 70 games to be able to fill those TV contracts. For baseball? For for basketball. Oh, basketball. Okay. So for basketball, they have to have uh, at least 70 games televised for them to fill the TV contract. Clearly, they didn't get to 70 games at that point. So, yes, a few games still need to be paid or played to make sure teams get paid. That's a, a bulk of the team's money comes from their television revenues. So, yes, that's a big reason why the NBA is like, we got to get these back out. We got to get it back out. They got to get these guys back out there now so we can get this money. I also think it's kind of funny that uh... – they're like, oh, we could just do the playoffs or we could add the four teams in the West. We all know why that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. There's one There's one man and one man alone that the NBA wants to be in Orlando, and that's Zion. So doesn't it's funny. Like, I, I, I was talking to somebody. I forget who it was. And they were like, oh, I mean, but Damian Lillard's a better player. They, they would probably want Dame over Zion. No. No. I'm sorry. They don't. They I, want Zion. Listen, Zion Williamson um, is going to be a, a game-changing type of figure. You know, he, he's he's going to be one of those guys that's, that's, I mean, if he plays his cards right, and he, he can be bigger than basketball. He can be what LeBron means. And I'm not going to say as good as LeBron, but, I mean, the figure that he is, man, Zion is one of those kids that he just, you're just, you like him. You're, you're, you're drawn. You know who he reminds me of? Reminds me of Shaq. He reminds me of young Shaq. Now, is he as outgoing and everything as Shaq? No, but the smile is there and the fact that he's endearing, the fact that people want to kind of just – Wrap your arms around him and make the shit that he reminds me of young Shaq, the attention that he gets and everything. And the kind of the, even the, the, the way he can be dominant when he's on the floor. Yeah. Young Shaq. I guess that's a good way to look at it. He's young, small Shaq. Seriously. Think of Cause you, he's, he's way smaller than Shaq. No, but. he's much smaller, obviously. But when, when I think, when I say that, I mean like when Shaquille O'Neal came to the Orlando magic, like there was something special and cool about Shaq. You know, the, the, besides the fact that he was just really good at basketball, like he was always smiling and he just seemed so friendly and he was always shaking hands and dancing and singing and rapping. And like he was just he seemed like a a, a big 
kind of kid. And then I look at Zion, I look at the fact that he looks like he's having so much fun hooping and just smiling with his teammates and just like, and it doesn't look like he's trying half the time. It's just like kind of get, oh, rebound, go up, dunk, lay up real fast. Like he, it's, it's one of those things. He's going to be a phenomenon, uh, kind of like the way Sha- Shaq was. Maybe not as dominant, not back you down, just dunk all over your face, Shaq. But, man, I think Zion can be uh, incredible, you know, for, for the NBA after, after, after two or three years. All right, we got a break. Coming up next, uh, a little bit more on this, plus the NHL's plan. This is Sports Sunday, but first, Joe has sports. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hello, Rashad asked a good question in the break. That's all Rashad does is ask good questions. <laughs> all right, third person, man. Jeez. <laughs> um, so you said you saw the movie yesterday recently? I- I've seen everything up until the very end, so I'm not sure how the movie ends yet. That seems important to watch the it, end of a movie. It does. I'm almost. Did you like fall asleep or did you just like turn it off? Like, why no, did you I, not I, watch the I, end of the movie? I So I was getting, I had to go get my brakes fixed yesterday. And so I went to go drop my car off. And as I got, as I got the phone call that they were ready for me, like there was like 20 minutes left in the movie. And I was like, all right, I'll come back to it. And then when I got back home, I was like, Ooh, something shiny. And so I was like, yeah, I, I've totally forgot. Ooh, a piece to, of candy. Yeah. Right. Ooh, like, a piece Ooh. of candy. Yeah. So I actually just got these, um, these posters, um, that I wanted to hang on my on my wall, so I had to get some frames and stuff like that. But I got this cool Lost Boys uh, poster, and also like a Muhammad Ali versus uh, George Foreman mm. poster from the Rumble in the Jungle. So that's how you can tell you're an adult when you get a poster. You have to frame it. Yeah, man. Like it felt, <laughs> it felt, it felt real dorm roomy to just put it on my just wall with some tape. Up. You know what I mean? So I, I wanted to go make it look at least kind of fancy. And I was thinking, I was like, you got posters. I was like, man, I haven't had a poster since like college. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. Oh. So I have, I have three other ones I have to put up. I have stand by me, which is one of my favorite movies. I filmed here love in that movie. Filmed here in Oregon. Uh, um, paid in full, uh, which is a great movie. And then um, boys in the hood. Okay. So I have those. So you're going to be like the framed poster house. Not necessarily, just to, just in well, it's like, five posters right there. Well, yeah, mentioned. but it just really where I'm doing my podcast, I have I had nothing in the background except some, some pictures of my son and stuff like that, and I was like, nobody wants to see him. Let's get him out of there. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually moved those pictures to the front room and then decided to put something just as a almost kind of like a backdrop right there. But I see, yeah. I see. So you're, it's all for the aesthetic. It's all for the aesthetic. I but gotcha, they look I gotcha. cool. Um, so you asked the question. Because in the movie, if you haven't seen it, which I haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen ads for it, you don't know what we're talking about. It's about a guy who uh, is living in current time and knows the entire catalog of the Beatles and all their songs and can sing them, but the Beatles never existed. So he gets to introduce the Beatles music to the world in current times when no one's ever heard it before. And Rashad asked, he said, you know, if there's one musician, dancer, band, whatever, that you would want to do that for, who would it be? It's a really difficult question, I feel like. Because, I, I mean, I think an easy answer is the Beatles because you know how important they were to music. And you know how many people love them. So They have it, a billion songs to choose from. That is true. Um, and you can just, like, go out there and just recreate that with a bunch of, bunch of those really, really famous hits. But, I mean, I like the Beatles, but I'm not, like, a huge Beatles fan. It's a really tough question for me. I mean, I think my favorite classic band is Led Zeppelin. So if I were to say, if it was in that realm, a band that was massively popular 
um, for a very long time, and there's some of their songs are iconic. I would probably say Led Zeppelin, but I don't know if that's what I would want either because it's like you know you you get a choice of anybody. You could choose literally anybody, and they they don't exist anymore, and you exist in their place. So I don't know if I would choose Led Zeppelin either. It's a tough question. I'm assuming no. you already had your answer because you asked me. Actually, I don't. Like, there's a few uh, people that it depends on how well you could sing. Uh, if you so, you'd have to. I cannot sing. So if you can't sing, you have to take out any singer that you know that you would have said you know in that place. Uh, I'm not a rocker. I can't play a guitar. So bye bye trying to be Queen, and I can't sing like Freddie Mercury. So <laughs> that's over. So I guess the only thing for me. Uh, I would. I you would can't probably, sing like Freddie Mercury. I can. You're the get, songbird of our generation. I can get close. I can get, I can, no, I can't get close to Freddie Mercury. I'm sorry, <laughs> Freddie. Sorry I said that, but I am a great karaokeer and I could probably do some of it, but uh, I'm probably going to say Jay Z only because, mm. much like the Beatles, Jay Z has like 50 albums. Oh my God. And, yeah. no, I mean, well, he has like 10, but he has a lot of, of songs. Of those 10, exactly. Of those 10 albums, there's, you know, 150 songs there. So I know, and most of which I know. And I can just take out all the ones that are weak. You know, the songs I didn't like anyway, yeah, nobody wants to hear that anyway. We'll just move forward without that one. But I think that's probably uh, what I would do. Would you? Or Sublime. Is the. Sublime's my, Sublime and Queen are my two favorite bands. Sublime? Ever. Sublime. Yes, sir. Really? College, man. Western Oregon. Shout out to everybody in Monmouth, man, because that's actually, seriously, as a as a kid from, from North Portland, uh, I'll be honest, Sublime wasn't on a whole lot of playlists. I'm, so uh, I can't imagine. So uh, I, I went to Western Oregon and uh, I met my guy Jaime, and uh, and shout out to my man Jaime Moreno. And um, we were uh, just in the car one day and we were listening. And I was like, man, this, I like this. It's a groove, man. It's it's reggae, it's rock, it's rap. It's kind of a of a, a mosh of all of them. I was like, man, I like this, bro. Like, man, just learned so much about you, Sublime fan, and attended Western Oregon University. What a man, combo! Yeah, my, my, my first couple of years were at Western. Um, I left hating Monmouth, but it's a cool school, though. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Cool. I'm not letting you get away with that. He was shaking his head no and saying, "Don't go there." No, that's not what he was saying. Like that. that I, I <laughs> listen. I left Western Oregon in 2003, and then you moved to was, Las Vegas. Yes, and then I moved to Vegas. Uh, so Western <laughs> Oregon was just not the place I was supposed to be in 2003. So. UNLV was the place you were supposed to be. UNLV is where I was supposed to go, and I probably should have went there much sooner. I think every young man should live in Vegas for two years. Honestly, I do. I do. You can sow your royal oats in Vegas. Um. Pretending that I could sing, maybe like, God, this is really difficult. Maybe like Foo Fighters or something. Dave Grohl, one of the greatest musicians. Well, I know. Time. That's why I was thinking of Dave Grohl. And it's like he's got a lot of a lot of stuff. He does a lot of different bands. He has a lot of different projects. But he's great. You could just be Dave Grohl. Okay. But that's a lot of work. No. I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's probably what I would say. Something, something with Dave Grohl. No, because yeah. it's it's current, so it's more up my alley. Because I like classic music, but I mean, I listen to death metal for Pete's sake. So I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Dave Roll is one of the greatest uh, musicians ever. You know, he's like he was obviously just a the, kind of a, a background guy in uh, Nirvana, and then goes and starts his own band and becomes the front man, the lead writer in Foo Fighters. And then oh, I just want to go play drums again, so I'll go play drums for Queens of the Stone Age. It's like. You're dope. I love Queens of Stone Age. They're super dope. So I was like, man, you're 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 fresh for that, Dave Grohl. So okay, I guess that's my answer is Dave Grohl. 
How about that? My answer is Jay-Z. We should do a mashup. That would be dope. They probably have at some point, haven't they? Jay-Z's done mashups before. I know. Remember yeah. that Three Doors Down one? He didn't want Three Doors Down? No. Mm, I don't no. know if he did it with them or it was just a song that was popular with the two of them mashed together. Oh, no. Uh, I do remember the whole album he had with, uh, was it, um, oh, not P.O.D. Who was it? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm of no help. That's what Google is for, so I'll figure it out then. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a break. Coming up, we'll, we'll we'll get back into the NBA NHL return discussion that we were having. The NHL's plan is interesting because they're inviting more teams than normal to the playoffs, and they're only doing the playoffs. Uh, that's next here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine forty-eight here on your Sunday morning. I hope you guys are staying safe in many ways out there. Uh, again, I thought Rashad made an incredible fifteen minutes of radio. Thank uh, you, man. Passionate and important uh, in the first segment. So if you were listening now and you missed it, you can either do the rewind function on the app uh, and go listen to it, or when Joe posts the podcast, you can listen to the first segment of the first hour uh, talking about uh, what's happening in the country right now. Um, but we wanted to give you some, some normalcy and some levity too, because it, it, it is kind of, it's kind of just depressing right now. I mean, everything just kind of sucks. It's like, it's like you're, you've been quarantined and there's riots and there's, you know, injustice and people are angry and it's just, you go on Twitter and it's just like depressing, right? You go on any social media site. So just talking some sports feels, it feels right. It feels, it feels like it should be, what we're talking about today outside of obviously addressing the, the elephant in the room. Um, so the NHL's plan I thought was pretty good to come back. It's pretty interesting. They're going to, they also allow 16 teams into the playoffs every year, but they're going to do a 24 team playoff. And they said July 1st, earliest start date for training camp, which would mean probably around mid to late July that the season or the playoff thing would return. They're going to have two hub cities. Uh, some of the cities on the list included, um, Los Angeles, Vancouver, uh, Toronto, Las Vegas, Chicago. And there was a bunch of cities on there that were being considered as hub cities for 12 teams. Each would be in the two hub cities. And there's going to go full crazy playoffs. And, you know, they're, they're going to add a bunch of teams in and teams five through 12 are going to play each other in kind of a play in five game series against each other and best of five i love it yeah best of five for the five through 12 and then one through four get i guess a first round bye and then they'll face the winners of those series i mean that i think the nhl is smart for doing this because the best part of the nhl for me is the playoffs and i think a lot of Absolutely. people feel the same way nhl playoffs are incredible and doing it in a way like this where it's going to be teams are all in the same cities there's less travel there's going to be more games um it's just going to be high level high energy hockey constantly once this gets going i feel like that's a really smart pl plan because it's going to get people the most exciting product in the least amount of time and it's just going to be like hey you want to watch really exciting hockey guess what there's going to be games on every day all day and you just can watch whatever you want and i think that's really really smart I, you you nailed it right on the head it's like the N the nhl has the best playoffs in all the sports if you're asking me like the hockey games and in, in the nhl for the playoffs are intense 
um, you're getting the best players or you're getting the best teams at that point. So the games are usually really tight, you know, in between there. So the hockey's all-star game, their, their, their skills challenge, everything is just kind of cooler than, you know, everybody else's. Um, so, yes, I love the fact that they're coming back and they're coming back with a vengeance. Said, man, forget the rest of the season or forget doing it, man. We're going to go right into the most exciting part of our season. NBA playoffs aren't the most exciting part of the season. It's not. It's right, maybe right before the All-Star break, right after the All-Star break. There's trades that have gone down, and then teams are really fighting for that. That's the most exciting part of, of the season for me. Once you get to the playoffs, man, you know the, the one is going to beat the eight in a seven-game series. Like, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, it's happened one time where a one seed or an eight seed lost to a one, and that's when Dallas lost to was Golden State that year. I want to say it was like 2000. No, it doesn't matter. It's happened once. So to be able to jump right back into a point to where you can get into the thick of things, I think that's awesome. It's going to bring a lot of viewers. It's going to bring a lot of attention back to hockey. And I think hockey kind of needs it because even still here in the States, like it's, it's, it's fourth amongst the major sports, like football, basketball, baseball, hockey, you know, is in there. And then I don't know how many hockey fans, you know, but I know it's a small pocket of people that I know that are actually like real life hockey fans. And so uh, I think this will give people an opportunity, the, the masses, to really get their eyes on this product and say, holy, holy hell, man, this is this actually goes really hard. I mean, I am a hockey fan, but uh, even me, it's for, for me, it's fourth. I mean, I love the Devils. It's my team, and I, I watch the hockey playoffs, but it will be fourth for me anyway. I think this is something I want to get to this next, so I don't want to get too far into this now. It's really smart of the NHL to do this. But I wonder if they're going to run into a similar issue because all of the sports are going to be happening at the same time. Because this is going to be like, especially if this is going into the fall and football's on schedule, which again is still a question mark. Um, you know, you could have the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB if they get their their ass figured out, which we'll talk about as well coming up in the next hour, all going at the exact same time. So who's going to win? Well, football, obviously. Who's going to come in second? That's the important question. The NHL is putting his foot forward and saying, hey, we're going to give you the most exciting product available to you. Um, and maybe you'll choose us over regular season baseball or NBA playoffs, which, you know, at least early, early rounds tend to be a little bit less exciting. Um, but because it's the NHL, I wonder if people are just going to be like, yeah, it's hockey. I'm going to I'm going to watch baseball instead or I'm going to watch the NBA instead because the, the NHL does want to get more of a foothold, but I feel like it's stuck a little bit because people have had their mind made up about hockey. Yeah. Well, it's not I, fair, but I mean, that's kind of how it well, is. I, I think, you know, you have two really fast paced sports at the same going on at the same time between basketball and hockey. So you kind of have to choose up at a point. But if hockey were going on the same time as baseball, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think you'd have a lot of people that were like, baseball can be, and I don't have to tell you this, man. It can, it can be boring, Lynch. It can be a lot of waiting. A no-hitter is a great thing if you love baseball. If you're just kind of at the game and you boring. see a no-hitter, man, that is not fun to watch nobody yes, get the it's ball. Fun. <laughs> unless it's, it's your, so unless it's your team that's throwing the no-hitter. It's like, bro, this is not fun to watch right now, man. This is this is boring. You don't need to you don't need to apologize for saying it. You need to apologize for lying. Do you do you know what it's called when Baseball's you watch great. It? You know what it's called when you watch a guy throw a no-hitter? You know what the guys? It's standing around. Everybody else is just standing there. So 
that's not necessarily fun for a lot of people. In hockey, nobody's just standing there. So if guys are going back and forth, I think you'd have a lot that's of That's a very funny way to put it. I've never thought of it like that. Man, everybody's just everybody's just literally standing there. I could sit down in the outfield and be like, oh, I'm just going to chill here in center field and just wait. Well, I mean, it's not like they happen. strike out every time. You're still going to have to field some balls. Just, you, okay, that's true. You are still going to have to field I mean, it's not like it's just strikeout, it's, strikeout, it's strikeout. Not all, it's not all strikeouts. And, yes, you will have to feel it. But at the same time, it's like it, it can be kind of mundane and kind of boring. So then you switch over to hockey at the same time. It's like this is not boring. These guys are moving. These guys are checking each other really freaking hard up against the board. Like, okay, this is something that I think people could get into, especially if you like football. Man, hockey is could be right up your alley. So I do see a lot of people – looking at hockey, especially because there's nothing else on and being like, I could get into this a little bit. I didn't know I was a hockey fan. Now I am. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, look, hockey is great. I mean, it's a really, really good, easy sport to get into. It's just for whatever reason, there's the stigma against it. It's fast. There's, there's hitting, there's fights. It's, uh, it's, 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 it gives you the excitement of soccer, but more, it also gives you more because there's more goals generally. Yes. Right. Like soccer is exciting in the buildup because you think it's going to happen, but people get bored because very rarely does it happen. Um, and hockey, I mean, there's like seven, six games. There's, uh, you know, the games are just faster paced. There's more going on. Power plays are really exciting. So, I mean, it's a really exciting sport. You just need to be able to watch it. You just need people to get a chance to watch it. Yeah. So, and I just think really it putting being- it in a 24 game playoff or team playoff to me is just. It's the smartest decision they could have made. Yeah, and Plus, honestly, it allows you to keep you in hub cities to keep quarantined or it, keep in a safe zone. And it just competes with the NBA. And at that point, it's just it's the NBA is going to win just because it's more popular. It's got the better players that you know of off top. It's got the top 10 NBA. Name the top 10 hockey players right now. Can you? Uh, probably not, actually. So, I, I mean, we can all name the top 10 NBA, Major League Baseball, or NFL stars. For sure. Yeah. You know, but we we couldn't do that. And I can name the top 10 Major League Baseball stars. We can't do that for hockey. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking quickly in my head now. I mean, I know I could probably get like five. You know, you got I Alex Kovechian. I could probably get like three. Yeah. Austin Matthews. You got Connor McDavid. Um, but, you know, you're going. Crosby still plays all these. Not as good anymore. Um, you know, it's. I don't follow hockey that closely. I'm go. sorry. There you go. <laughs> I love it. But it's not it's not my my follow closely sport. That's for sure. Um, all right. Hour two coming up. We do have hated or love it coming up at 1030. I want to get to the baseball issues that they're having because the players are pissed at the owners for trying to take all their money. And then, uh, but I want to get to next, is it going to be overwhelming or perfect if all the sports come back at the exact same time in late summer, early fall? This is sports Sunday on the fan. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 